looks like the Hornets pick is in at number 15. Pick is in. We're all thrown here. It's in. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a little off. Uh, that's weird. I just don't know how the Pistons were involved. That, that's kind of my question, I guess. Kenny, is this going to so, be your using this one to existence here with Mark Williams? Did you have to trade him? I think I, I think I need to mute myself for a full minute if it is Mark Williams <laughs> for the for the joke that I thought landed, but uh, played itself out within minutes. It Put was you already, in timeout, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were talking about it yesterday about uh, one uh, one of the two producers made oh Brady Manic. He's like selling us on Brady Manic his draft pick. Like if you were around the horn, we're just pressing like the minus button right now. You'd be like minus seven. Yeah. Shout out Bernie Bannock. I don't think he's gonna draft it though. Now, like if if the Pistons or sorry, if the if the Hornets essentially wind up getting rid of one of their first round picks, getting another one in the future, and still being able to take Mark Williams at fifteen, like that's still a that's a good night. So so, all right, so, so thirteen was Durin, I'm a little confused now on Durin, yeah. there there's another conflicting report on Duran uh Jesus. going to Detroit. Oh, no. So let's just wait on Jalen Duran. <laughs> uh, we have picks uh, for pick the next two, it looks like, to be honest, which Penny will have just a wait. Wait. meltdown. Well, I no. had to look for the Duran details and then I happened to come across you, some things. Do you go on like the internet before you see movies and like, let me just check out the ending and then I'll go check it out. But did you go see the Sixth Sense and whisper to your wife like, hey, he's dead people. Don't worry about it. What? <laughs> Did you just like ruin the sixth sense for like some random? Spins? Oh yeah, have you seen I'm, I'm the sure. sixth sense? Yeah, thirty yeah. years old. I'm, I'm, thirty years ago. I'm sorry. Ear earmuffs. Re- retrace the steps here. Pick is in for Charlotte. It, you haven't crushed me too much, so um, we'll see if it's actually Mark Williams or not. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. Let's let's wait. Let's see what Penny's got here. Lottery's over. Uh, We're strutting. <laughs> Okay, important important question here, Spence. Do you yep. think the penny looks more like Ed Helms or John Krasinski from The Office? Oh boy, I I gotta go. Can, can you give me a did do when he gets back off of mute here? That'll give me my answer. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it's Mark Williams. Stay on mute. Go ahead, boys. So I like it. I I like Mark Williams. Uh, He's a great lob threat. He's a great defender. I think he's much more ready right now to play than Jalen Duran is. He's a little bit older. He's much better positionally. Uh, Genuinely, like you can make a case he has better tools than Jalen Duran at the end of the day. Uh, He has a nine foot nine standing reach. He has seven foot two with seven foot seven, seven foot eight wingspan, something like that. Uh, He has the biggest standing reach in the NBA unless Taco Fall comes back into the NBA. So, I I get this. I think it makes sense. He will be a great pick and roll rim runner for LaMelo Ball, and he will be a potential defensive anchor for the Hornets. Yeah, I dig it. I think it makes sense. Yep. And, and it's, and, I think, because Penny's on. All right. I'm, I'm off mute, but you, you can talk about it. I love Mark Williams. So go ahead, Spence. Yeah, I love him too. Um, and I think that, you know, this is, I think, 12th on my board right now. Like, really, really like him. Um, dependable guy. And at some point, like, I know a lot of times there are conversations that happen about when do you draft a big who's not necessarily going to be this absolutely elite, super versatile guy that they still have middle of the first round appeal. And like Williams is just a solid enough player all the way around that you believe he's going to be in any type of rotation on a team that you put him on. Yeah, that's that's just outside the lottery type of value. Um, Big, big, big fan of his motor and a lot of the little things that he does well. So if you're Charlotte and you're debating between you know, Mark Williams and Jalen Duran there. Uh, 
taken the safer route, not just in terms of more ability to play right away, but also that there's probably no questions about the personality, the motor, than any of those other things. Uh, not necessarily saying that there are with Durin, but uh, having a known commodity that you have a few more years of film on, you've seen how he works on a championship-level team at Duke, uh, th- that translation is a lot more smooth for the Hornets. And, and just nasty. Like, like has some nastiness to him. When I saw him play at BC, he had an intentional foul, which wasn't really dirty by nature, but I was like, ooh, didn't know he, he had, like, all that in him. Like, he blocks shots and tries to punch them. It's not like a block, a tip back. It's like he's trying to bat into the stance and then take off, go full court, and dunk and rip the rim off. And, and I like it, similar to what you said. He showed the year before he was the, the main scoring punch because Jalen Johnson and that team was just – disheveled it was all over the place and then a year later there's more guys that want to score and he's okay just playing that role and being the guy end-to-end snatching rebounds blocking shots stepping up and rotating yeah I don't I don't know how much of like the switching foot speed stuff I think it's crushed a little bit uh unjustifiably so like it's not great uh but as as another rim running lob catcher that want for Lamella ball not a bad guy maybe Jalen during the highlights will be a little bit better but Mark Williams fits that bill as well Okay, so it seems like Jalen Duran is going to Detroit, which is something that makes more sense, actually, I think, than what the other side was. We had heard rumors that Jalen Duran uh, was a real target of the Detroit Pistons. Now, this is what's interesting. Uh, obviously, the Detroit Pistons have been associated, let's say, with DeAndre Ayton in free agency. Yeah. I wonder if this is going to be a thing where they end up uh, now no longer looking at DeAndre Ayton in free agency. Don't have to. You probably save yourself a hundred million dollars by having this yeah. trade for a couple pieces. And I like yeah. I like Jalen Duran. We talk about players need to be unlocked. Kate Cunningham's a great guy to unlock that. And Jaden Ivey, like, hey man, let's take off. Let's go. That's a cool three man core. And and I like Jalen Duran in that spot a lot more than I think I would have liked him at the Knicks or. Or with Charlotte. Charlotte does work, but Detroit is intriguing with the pieces they have around him. Uh, there was some buzz that like Detroit liked him. We talked about that early. Uh, was there a chance that he went as high as he did with Jaden Ivey on the board? No shot, but a, a good night for Detroit here too, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, really good night. Yeah, no, no doubt. And, and look, like how many dominoes fall because of this? If Detroit takes themselves out of the DeAndre Ayton sweepstakes here, by going after Jalen Duran, does that change what happens here at 16 with Atlanta? Is this the spot point, where they try point. to make some sort of a, a Rudy Gobert-ish deal? Like, do they take best player available here? How how does this really factor in if one other team that we thought was going to be in the eight and sweepstakes is now out? Yeah, and I mean, does honestly, does this end up with DeAndre Ayton's market softening a little bit as well to where the Phoenix Suns are able to now retain him at a level that they would be a bit more comfortable with. Uh, Penny just gave a fist pump. We're, we're, we're thumbs up. Well, now I'm, I'm fist pumping. The, the pick listeners. happened, but the pick is uh, AJ Griffin from Duke is an Atlanta Hawk. Not where I, I had him mocked. There was some chatter today. That could be a guy that, that slid a little bit. Could have gone really as high as, you know, maybe like eight ish all the way down to, to late lottery. Uh, Atlanta's interesting. I'd say for him, as, as I'll start that as a kickoff, I, I think I would have taken more of a, a creating stylish guard to take that pressure off of Trey Young. But the the shooting is there for A.J. Griffin. Historically strong freshman year shooting the basketball. You worry a little bit about the injuries. If that thing is clear 
and he just wasn't 100% back to form yet based on season at Duke and, and powered through it. A lot of upside there and future and potential as a big guy that hit shots. So Spins, you've been a little bit lower on A.J. Griffin than the rest of the internet, let's say. I think that NBA teams were more in yours and my boat, and Matt's boat as well. I think Matt had him in the teens as well. Um, yeah, where are you at on A.J. Griffin? Uh, explain your explain your thought process. I'm sure you're a little bit more comfortable with him here than some of the other places that were discussed. Yeah, so I had him 16th um, on my board, so this fits pretty well there. And I think Atlanta actually a solid spot, depending on what they do at center, because uh, they're not going to be a super switchy team. I thought that that's what did A.J. Griffin in a little bit this year on Duke, is having to guard different styles of player. Uh, He's probably best going against the more physical forward that an NBA team has to offer. Um, I was a little bit lower on Griffin because of the defensive side of things. And yeah. I just think yeah. he, he moves very square. Uh, I'm not a kinesiologist type of guy, but like, I don't really know how to fix any of that stuff. Right. Like being very, well, you, you have to like open up someone's hips. It feels like you have to like make yeah. their hips more flexible. Yeah. Sam yeah. and I were just like, can he do yoga in the off season? That's just like our default. <laughs> He's struck out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, a foam I, roller. I, th- I think he's going to shoot it incredibly well at the NBA level. And again, we talk about like floor raising skills, being able to just stand on the perimeter and knock down shots is always going to be valuable in today's NBA. So like, even though I'm a little pessimistic on the defense, the the athleticism and how that moves, ooh, it's jacket off time. Ben. Yeah, it's hot, man. Yeah. Uh, We're out of the lottery. We're getting casual now. I'm the agent sweating the next pick. Like my guy's <laughs> in the green room. We got 25 picks. Where is he? So yeah, keep going, Spence. No, I, I just, I, I think this is the right type of spot to make a gamble on somebody like Griffin where like inside the lottery or closer to the top 10, if the downside of, that he has athletically just he turns into something that's too risky of a proposition, then you end up losing a lottery pick just outside that range, especially in this class. I think this is kind of the right exact range and a decent landing spot for him. All right. Spins, good to part us folks. Uh, Say goodbye to spins. Just the best. Thank you, brother. That was great. My favorite people. Adam, good to see you. you. Yeah. Thank you all so much for having me. All right, Matt. Oh, hello, Sam. How are you? The pick is in for We're Houston, I think. Oh, no, they're, they're not. They said it was in. It's not. They they pump fake there. They uh, pump fake well, you? Well, I, I thought so. And so the pick is in. Put more time on the clock. I don't think they just hit pause. Uh, Someone is gonna, uh, someone's going to do a like side-by-side of you and Sean Miller. Uh, oh, like God. live look at Matt Penny <laughs> sweating through his shirt like Sean Miller. <laughs> Oh, uh, he was very sweaty that see, day, though. See, very this, is, sweaty. this is the good thing about it being winter in Australia. I, guess. I don't have to worry about the sweat. Uh, hold on. Yeah. Pick, pick is actually in. Hold on. Pick is in. Okay, we're up. It's the Houston Rockets. They are at 17. No, uh, I pump fake. They replayed the Jabari Smith yeah. Jr. Like, hey, react to this. We're, we're not back. Yeah, it's weird that, it, that it's winter there. I, I'm uh, My house is like weird with the el- apartment. It's weird with the elements. It gets really hot or really cold, nothing in between. I'd mm-hmm. love to have the AC on, but we don't need that uh, melodic calm in the background of this draft podcast. So we're, we're at 17 now with Houston. Yeah, they, they're talking and, and- to Jabari Smith Jr., and yeah, the, the two names that the two names I got here most were Tari Easton and Ty Ty Washington. And I wonder, I don't think it will affect things too, too much for them in terms of like, do you look a different way because Jabari Smith fell to you as opposed oh, to yeah. Paulo Bancaro falling to you? 
I think that they're still in talent accumulation mode, but it is interesting and it is an interesting wrinkle here as we consider what they could do. Do you add like another big though? We're going what four straight first round draft picks. I mean, they also Josh Christopher, I think, was late first, right? I think it was like twenty third, twenty seventh, or or whatever last year. But yeah, is, you is, take Shangun, you take Garuba, we take Jabari Smith, now we take Tari Eason, like another big as we're we're talking about how the game is changing and you need more size on the perimeter. I know Tari can play some of that three four, and his fans believe that he can be more of a three. Uh, I'm not really there yet offensively defensively sure he runs all over the place transition sure half court game gets shrunk down I, I have some questions i think as long as you believe that he can guard threes which i do yeah uh the fit with him shangun and smith is actually quite strong because he's going to be able to Sorry, just fly shoots. around yeah, that's true and cover you know shangun they hope that alperin can shoot at some point uh he has touch at the very least whether or not he actualizes that uh is a question mark but i like the idea of lineups like that with jabari smith alperin shangun tari eason uh you have jalen green obviously who needs some defensive insulation as well smith and tari i think could really provide these lineups with the defensive insulation that they need uh you know, and it's been widely mocked that Tari Eason is, you know, someone that they're interested in. Like, I'm not breaking news here, I don't think. Um, uh, we'll see and, what and they do, though. I, I don't I, know. And I like Tari more with drafting a shooter in Jabari Smith. If you had Paolo and Tari Eason, there's just a little bit of funky positional overlap where Paolo wasn't yeah. a bad shooter from three, but there's hesitancy. That's not really his game. Jabari Smith's game from day one it's going to be catch and shoot threes everything else is gravy as, as a rookie so if he does that and then you can have more fluidity with Tari Eason sure works the the pick is in waiting for our, our world famous strut here uh, is there any chance you're talking talent accumulation I don't know how many times I have to say this but do they go for a guy like Daylon Terry do they go for anyone outside of just the the mold of these two mock guys that we've talked about and read about so much the last week I mean, I'd love it. Like, I'm all in on Dalen Terry. I think Tari is my best player available right now, but Dalen is pretty close, I would think. Uh, you know, a Blake Wesley is interesting just in yeah, terms of upside the other at but the I, guard but I, position. But I, know like, I knew you're lower on him, so you'd be like, I don't know. Yeah, all right, pick is in. We're going mute. We're his range let's, is, see, let's see how we do. Yeah, like Blake's range is around here. But, like, I also have Ty Ty with a lottery pick. Like, Tari and Ty Ty are the two best guys left on my board. Uh, I think that they make the most sense. That's why you're paid the big bucks. That's why you have a full-time job doing this. Tari Eason is the pick for the Houston Rockets here. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's a sensible pick. It is a high upside uh swing because Tari Eason is six foot eight with a seven-two wingspan, and he is strong enough to guard centers. Like the thing that I have been told about Tari from the jump, from people that have played him, from agents that have talked to their players that have played Tari, is this guy, like you even in high school for guys that are now playing the NBA that played him in high school, that played him in college. Like they say that we, I haven't really felt strength like that. Like only a couple of guys in the NBA use their strength in the way that Tari does on the court. And that manifestation of strength on the court, I think is going to allow him to be versatile across all front court positions. Like I think there's a world where he can even play some small ball five because of how big he is and because of how perimeter oriented the NBA is going. So 
I really like this pick. I have concerns about the jumper mechanics. It's a catapult yeah. right now. It comes like directly off of his right shoulder in a way that if he tries to pull up from the left side of the court, he is just going to get blocked almost every time in the NBA right now. Um, if he tries to pull up off the dribble. I think the touch is real though. Like I actually think he has touch that's going to allow him to shoot at a pretty reasonable clip. So I, I like Tari uh, quite a bit here and uh, I get it. I get, I, I like what Houston is doing again. Exceptional in transition. And now we talk about the actual roster makeup. You have Jalen green who wants to run and play fast. You can run with Jabari Smith jr. On the wing spotting for threes going all the way to be the first guy at the rim. So you don't need Alperin Shangun to like keep up with you every play too. He can just throw those dart passes in and take off. That's a, an interesting kind of core to build around. It is an interesting core to build around. I do dig it. Um, who, who's up here at 18? Chicago, I believe. Chicago Bulls, baby. So where are we at with Chicago Bulls? Where do we mock or, or where are we at in, in general? I mocked Mark Williams here because I thought that I wasn't quite sure that the Knicks and the Spurs were going to take bigs, and I had Mark Williams dropping. I do think that there was some interest in Mark Williams had he gotten to 18. Um, uh, like, they could use a versatile wing just like every other team in the NBA could. <laughs> that makes sense. And you tell me uh, guys that I have a versatile wing. Yeah, like guys that I considered mocking here were like Malachi Branham, Dalen Terry, yeah. um, you know, even Ty Ty to an extent, I considered. Uh, uh, the thing I was told, like, I, I the the Bulls were like kind of looking around at different trade options as well. I don't know if that's going to come to fruition here, but yeah, like, you know, Branham, Dale and Terry, uh, Ty Ty, like, there are a number Blake of guys Wesley, here. Blake Wesley, semi local. Blake Wesley. I, I think we, yeah. in one of the mocks last one or two, we, we, I picked Blake Wesley, I believe, for that spot. Uh, because Lonzo Ball has been injured and, and he can slide in there for some minutes next uh, to Zach Levine, I, I don't I don't have a a great feel on this one. Could it be one of the guards? That that's what I would guess if I had to. Some Dale and Terry, Ty Ty, Blake Wesley combination here. Uh, Malachi Branham, we we called this last week too, is the guy that can kind of take a little bit of a tumble. Uh, being seventeenth isn't isn't really a full tumble. There was a time a, a month or two ago when it was. He was the Jalen Williams. He was the guy that was going to be 10th or 11th. Uh, differences in pre-draft, differences in preparation maybe. I don't want to like overthink or, or wax on it. But, yeah, those kind of ships passing on the night here. All right. Producer Zach is telling us the pick is in. Pick is uh, in, but the, but, but the commercial is there. Yeah. So, But I think what what's good about, and we don't have to go too crazy, Malachi Branham, is it's better for him to get a little bit later in the draft with a little bit more of a veteran team where he doesn't have yeah. that heavy expectation and burden to to carry it. Even Jalen Williams got in a good spot where you're in Oklahoma City and you have the scores already, just go be you. But uh, I'd rather take Malachi Branham here at 18 to 22 than I would from 8 to 12, despite my big board looking otherwise. I'm, I'm very high on Branham. I think he, he pans out in time. I have 9th or 10th. Yeah, Uh I'm a little bit lower. I mocked Branham at 19 uh, on my last mock. So we'll see if that ends up coming to fruition uh, here for the bulls. It would make sense. Like they could use another wing that can score. Right. Uh, and I honestly, like I can't imagine a better person for him to learn from in terms of footwork, given how like mid range heavy he is than DeMar DeRozan. But look, if they're trying to have someone who can help this core grow uh, around Zach Levine, around, you know, DeMar DeRozan, 
I, I don't know. I kind of dig Dalen Terry here, but I also like Dalen is my second highest player left. So like, I don't know. I don't know what to think here. I don't either. I, I want to shout out Matt Curley, who just from Synergy, who I, who I tweeted to. I don't thank enough for for giving me access to Synergy stuff. Just texted, say we're having a great live show. Thank you for sticking around. I know we're we're two hours. Yeah, shout out here. Curly. We're, we're we're having fun, but shout out Curly forever. Who I'll hopefully see on the road here and Under Armour stuff in a few yeah. weeks. Just uh, the best human being. Like shout out Matt. Uh, absolutely, it's the best. Person. Accidentally yeah. bumping into him on Bourbon Street, the Final Four was just such a delight. <laughs> that, that's the that's the best part of the Final Four. Just you have no plans. To see or do anything, just you bump into friends along the way. That's what this is all about, okay. really. On draft Twitter, it's the pick us we in. We're, we're, <laughs> uh, so we're, we're talking about the Bulls, the win percentage, points per game, last five seasons. Need a little bit of help. Uh, not a lot of playoff runs here, but story franchise. I would add something in the backcourt uh, without one of these bigs on the board, and we'll see. We're strutting, hitting mute. We'll see what Commissioner Silver has for us. Okay, the Chicago Bulls. They're in. A position where they should be trying to compete, which uh, around Zach Levine, who hopefully resigns, around DeMar DeRozan. Let's go, baby. Speaking into existence, Dalen Terry is a Chicago. Oh, great. Bull. I cool. love it. I, I, love I do. It. <laughs> I was like kind of whispering, like, hey, Dalen Terry is around here. I, I'm very happy with that pick. I am. He, he's just a, a ball of energy. He's a kinetic type player. Uh, we saw he can play some point guard, some big guard when Kirk Kreese got yeah. hurt in, in the NCAA tournament, in uh, the Pac 12 tournament. Uh, had a great finish to the season. I just really like him. Teams are drawn to his personality, how hard he works. Uh, he, he has that Scotty Barnes like personality where he just like, yeah, you know, totally. he's there. He lights up a room. So I, I think it's a great pick for the Bulls. Well, and you know, here's the thing about Dalen as well. He's really good insurance for Lonzo Ball. They are different players. Yes. That, like Lonzo is much more of a natural point guard. Dalen's more of a wing that like likes to go out and go in transition. Uh, but they're similarly like very unselfish, head manning the ball in transition, trying yeah. to move it up the court as quickly as possible. Also great defenders, particularly of guards. I think Dalen Terry is a terrific high upside defender, uh, fighting through screens, dealing with perimeter players, using his length. Like he's a defender that literally will just like, he's so quick and he trusts his recovery ability so much. He just crawls up into guys defensively and like actually attacks their dribble at a high level. So I love this. I think it makes a ton of sense uh, for the Bulls to go after Dale and Terry here. And, and with Dale and too, we we over just collectively we overuse the term jumbo guard. He is what a jumbo guard is to me at, at six foot seven with with long arms, with the amount of ground he covers all over the court on on both ends. He'll be able to help push the tempo too for for when they want to run. Uh, I'm very high on on Dale and Terry. I had him 15th overall. For him to go 18th, uh, it's great for him. When the season ended, I, I told people around his camp, eh, maybe another year, you know, he's got a chance. I said, no, he's going to get into pre-draft. People are going to fall in love with him, better on himself, and uh, it'll work out. Yeah, I love it as well. Um, let's see. We, we have the Timberwolves up here. This is Tim Connolly's first pick uh, as a general manager. We have Jacob in the comments who has That's- let us know. You know what? I'm going to give our guy a, a pass here because we made it through the lottery without a spoiler or a sart there. Uh, so, yeah. well, whatever. You, you can talk on it if you want. I mean, people are waiting, but so do you. People in the co- do people in the comments want us to wait? Are they happy that we're waiting, or do they want us to like actually Blink talk twice about if you this? want us to wait? Like, <laughs> yeah, we can definitely see you, folks. That's the thing. Um, yeah, look, let, let's. Let's hold off. The Minnesota Timberwolves are in in the pick is in. They're not position. Yet. Okay. 
So it looks like I will say this. It looks like it looks like this pick is going to Memphis. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which Memphis has talked a lot about moving up. Uh, the Timberwolves are getting twenty two and twenty nine for nineteen. If you, that's the guy you like, I like that, right? You don't need two of the guys in the late first. If you're a guy, you have to move up to get him a few spots. And yeah, the depth of the draft is here. I like four guys you want to take a, a chance on. Do they all hit? No. But if you feel so confident that you need to get to 19 to get your man, I'm for that. That that trade makes sense to me. Uh, keep talking real quick, Matt. <laughs> I will keep talking. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for who the the actual pick is here. Uh, some different players were, were mocked throughout the process. Uh, where's my strut here to to the podium as we're we're transitioning? So I hope my friend Sam is ready. It's silver is strutting. I have to do my traditional mute in three, two, one. Silver, you are up. You're okay. So Penny is watching now. Uh, I know who this is because Jacob spoiled it for Matt in the comments. Uh, you know what, though, Jake LaRave, you, you get your moment. You were the first guy to call this out. You said, have you watched this kid? I said, I have not watched Wake Forest in November. So so have the, the floor here. You're, you're the king of the fan club. Yeah, so it's funny. I wrote in my mock draft, a, when I was mocking 29 with Memphis, I said, Gabriel Presida. The reason I said that is because – Memphis and I tend to think very similarly on prospects and <laughs> I, I really like Presida and uh, I, for whatever reason, just tend to be very in tune with the way that they think of things on in basketball terms. Right. Uh, I've been high on Jake LaRavia the whole year. I probably should have put two and two together. Right. I probably should have recognized, Oh, you know what? Like maybe the guy that Memphis is trying to trade up to get, the whole time is Jake LaRavia because I love Jake LaRavia. So, uh, look, Jake is a six foot eight forward, super competitive and super, super, uh, super shooter who can process the game. I think he is going to hit shots at a lights out level in the NBA. Like, I think we're talking about a guy who is not going to be afraid to take any shot. He fits Memphis's core values in terms of being a competitive dude who is confident but is going to be, you know, not, not a like bad person or anything when it comes to that stuff. He, it's a perfect, perfect. It's a perfect deal. I think, uh, for Memphis to end up Jake Larady. Memphis is all of us. Memphis is draft Twitter with every Memphis pick. I think we all collectively just like fist pump or, or slap hands. Jake Laravia with an interesting combine path as well, who goes to the combine shoots for a day and says, yeah, I'm good. Uh, I did enough. I, I showed enough here. Uh, his his people, his camp felt like they're in a good spot. Look, absolutely right. Uh, he he skyrocketed up boards too. I, I had him at 33. I'm a little bit lower than than you, the consensus, but I like that fit even more so. So that's why it makes more sense to me too. Uh, really yeah, good cutter, look, and, and that's that's like his his value too. As doesn't need the ball, cut away. He'll hit the open shots like you talked about. He's a smart player. He passes it. He's good at the catch and shoot. They can hide some of the defensive stuff with some shot blockers behind them. That's a good guy to come off the bench for you. It's killer. It's absolutely killer. <laughs> I, I am very happy he's going to Memphis. Put it that way. Like I am, it, it, it just fits across the board. Like John Morant's going to find him for back cuts. John Morant's going to be able to kick it out to him in the corners for three. Uh, I think he is a non-disaster defender. I worry about the quickness a little bit, but 
I think that he's really smart with his angles. He's really good positionally. Again, like he's super competitive and he processed the game exceptionally well. He can handle the ball. He can pass. Like this is the kind of guy that is successful as a role player in today's NBA, I think. And I wonder, you know, at number 21, I, I mocked Christian Brown at number 21. I wonder if we get another one uh, coming up here with Christian Brown. Cause uh, I think of these two very similarly uh, and am a big fan of both of them uh, in the way that they impact the game. Yeah. Christian Brown, one of those guys that you watched postseason and pushed me in that direction. So just rewatch, just rewatch him a little bit. I like Christian Brown too. I moved him up. I ended up having him at, Right there, 29. So a few sp- spots below you. San Antonio Spurs are on the clock here at 20. There's a, a minute 30 ticking away. Spurs took Jeremy Sohan. We had kind of said, could it be a, a five they're taking? Could it be somebody else up front? What direction do you think they go here? Is, is it is this their talent accumulation? Is this their swing for best on the board? We've talked about Malachi Branham. That, that's a guy that if he hits could be really good. Uh, do you take a wild swing at, at somebody like Jaden Hardy, do you take a swing on like a more of a small ball five at EJ Liddell? You're the Spurs GM. What's your move here? Best player available. Like I'm not, I'm not thinking twice. For me, it's Ty Ty Washington. Like I would take Ty Ty. I know that I have Josh Primo. I know that I have, but like I'm apparently for some ungodly reason, considering moving DeJounte Murray, uh, I don't (laughs) understand what they're doing there. But also, if you don't move DeJounte Murray, Ty Ty fits perfectly with someone like that. Uh, very similar, uh, in my mind, not quite as big as Derek White, uh, and not quite as good defensively as Derek White, but the offensive impact as, is similar, I think, to what Derek White can bring. Um, this is this was our concern the whole way with Ty Ty. Like he's kind of the one that seems to be dropping just a little bit along with Branham. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Are, are we on mute now? Is the pick in? No, we're good. We're good. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm awaiting. So as the pick is in, we're getting our, our few last words in here. So. I'll let you catch up on the trades, the the tweets here. Kemba Walker's being bought out. Is that true or no? Oh, was that a, was uh, that a I'm I, catching I up on the, our sidebar. Our, our boy yeah, Jacob I see that Jacob, producer Jacob, uh, has told us that Kemba Walker is being moved. Um, you know, another guy here that could make sense is Blake Wesley, I think. Yeah, Blake's uh, going. That That's a really good one. Yep. Forgot be sensible. Um, yeah, no, it's this is this is fun. This is very, very fun. I'm, I'm glad we're continuing. We're, we're considering like when we wanted to cut this off, but I think we're rolling through the first round at this point, baby. Let's yeah. do it. Pe- people are going to wake up in the morning. We're still going to be talking like, oh, we're, we're downloading the draft. Like how long have you guys been doing that? The live thing is going to say like 14 hours up top, but it's good. Those are, those for, are quick for what quick it's worth. First as well. <laughs> yeah. For everyone who missed the first part of our show, uh, this is going to get posted to the podcast feed for sure. Like we're just going to post the whole thing. I'm not going to. Um, cut it up into bits. If you want to you know, literally just listen to our live reactions of things that are happening, you're going to be able to do that. Um, Penny, number 20, San Antonio Spurs. Blake Wesley, I think I might have had here, uh, if I remember correctly. I might have had Ty Ty. I think Ty Ty is actually who I had here, now that I think about it. Um, yeah, I think that the last guy that's available for me that I didn't have mocked might be Blake Wesley, I think I had Blake at 16 in the last mock. So, where are you at on the Spurs? Like, would you take Walker Kessler here? Like, is that an oh, idea? Oh, no. I'd go guard. We're strutting. Let's see what we got. We'll, we'll, we'll. Okay. Is Penny watching this for strut? Uh, the, 
The problem with the silver strut is I keep thinking of the shirt. Let's go. Get them off. Get them off the board. Malachi Branham in San Antonio. I like that. You have Malachi Branham right. and Jeremy Sohan. That's two guys that I had in the top. I had Sohan actually. I had Sohan nine. I had Malachi Branham tenth. That's a good haul. And you have another pick too on the back end if you want to take another big. Whether that's EJ Liddell, was Walker Kessler, was Ishmael Kamagate. That that's a good talent accumulation by the San Antonio Spurs. I love it. So I'm not quite as high on Branham as you are. I have him, I think, at 21 on my board. Uh, in this tier, though, like, nope, they're the only player left, I think, in this tier for me. Only two guys left might be Jaden Hardy and Ty Ty Washington, to be honest. Um, this draft has gone pretty much, like, according to plan for us, outside of, like, the top, you know, couple of picks here, I would say, right? Yeah. For, for the, the, it's like a standard deviation of like two or three. There hasn't been. Yeah, I thought Usman Jang was going to go higher, uh, but other than that, nothing too 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 crazy, I guess. So with Branham, I think he actually fits the Spurs mix of guys pretty well, right? Like they have Keldon Johnson on the wing, who they're probably going to have to pay either this off season or next off season. Uh, they have Dejounte Murray, who's not really a shot creator. Uh, at the end of the day, they have, or he's a shot creator, but he's not a shot maker because he doesn't shoot it well from distance. Uh, but he has improved as a mid range shooter. Malachi, again, is more of a mid range guy, which, you know, this Spurs front office has valued mid range shooting a little bit more than other places. You know, their acquisition of DeMar DeRozan, their play style, uh, up until this year previously. Uh, they really are okay with guys stepping in and shooting mid-range shots. Malachi is going to do that at a high level, and I think he's going to shoot threes at a high level. You know, uh, people that saw him in the pre-draft process kind of mentioned that he was shooting the ball out a little bit more than he was shooting like his normal mechanics from Ohio State in an attempt to kind of try to you know get more distance on the shot. He didn't shoot as well, if I remember correctly from out to 25 feet this year as he did from like right on the three point line. But look, reasonable pick. I think he's a legit potential three level scorer at the end of the day in the NBA. I had a great game to, to end here against Villanova second half of the year, average nearly 20 points per game. Uh, I agree. My, my hangup is a little bit of the defense. Didn't seem totally interested in doing that, but I like the shooting. I, I like how he elevates off pull-ups off, one or two dribble. I like how he operates out of screen and rolls. He needs that screen to create that separation because he doesn't have that lightning quick burst to start. The shot is low. And I, I even saw a video today posted. He's working with a trainer getting draft day work in with Chris Brickley. And it was just a, it's a lower release. It is. And it's, it's fluid. It looks right, but it's hard to shoot from here when you got a guy in your face. So if that's adjust a little bit, Spurs, another organization that develops their guys that they get better. They drafted two guys 29th overall. And uh, both ended up playing out in, in Murray and in Keldon Johnson. I think that's right. I think it's the yeah. pick. Uh, so it, I, I love the spot. I do for his own personal development. He can, uh, Josh Primo can call it the big leagues. He can fill in that role. And we just keep this thing moving, man. That's all we need to do. Yeah. So number 21 now, Denver. I don't know what they've done. Uh, Zach says the pick is in. This, this to me, like, the thing that I've been told the whole way is that they want to improve their backcourt depth because they might move uh, Monte Morris at some point in order to just kind of keep their cap books a little bit cleaner. Uh, this is a tie tie spot. Like tie tie can play with Jamal Murray. He can play with Bones Highland. Like just just take the guy for God's sake. <laughs> Please. 
please take him. I'm begging. <laughs> yeah, despite uh, I, I would still go Blake Wesley for going for guards here, but oh, is yeah. he too similar? Is he too similar to sort of like Bones Highland, like a little bit? Like I just Ty Ty's more of a paced game. Like you can slow it down a little bit, throw it to Jokic, cut off, do some stuff in the half court. Uh, Bones and Blake would would want to play faster, despite Notre Dame playing slower this year with Blake Wesley. Uh, the shot's there for for Blake, and that's the the swing as a as a 30% shooter from three. If, if that gets better, that's that's a great pick and a value pick here at, at 21. Can, can we talk about one thing that happened throughout this day? We were we were told, and I was told throughout the week as well, that there were going to be a lot of trades. It feels like this happens every year. <laughs> where the NBA uh, and its sources across the NBA, it's not just like your reporters like peddling bullshit, right? Sources across the NBA will tell you, oh, this is going to be a super active draft cycle. Teams are moving up and down. They're going nuts. Like, you know, all these all these potential trades are out there. Trust us. Like, don't, don't be surprised to see veterans move. Don't be surprised to see all-stars move. Yeah. We've had like three, three of them. How many former All Stars were moved? Kemba, who else? The, the the pick is in here. So tell me, tell me your answer. I'm going to go mute. Let's see, Adam Silver. How many? Well, like I'm thinking of the so the Memphis trade happened. The Cavs trade from of Sasha Vizankov, uh to Sacramento for I think 49, and then the Lakers picked up 35. Uh, has there been any other significant trade outside of that Detroit one? Is Penny is hear just like mouthing words while he's on mute listening to the broadcast uh unbelievable on matt's part he's just waving at us now this is great um okay we have all right we have christian brown here oh yay this so is i was pick. i'm I sorry christian brown at I'm, 21 great you can't have, you can't have all the picks uh i the, the delay was because adam silver announced the trades first. Christian Brown is in the stands. I love this move so much. Like Green Room, no, not really. I'm in the fourth row. Bill Self's there. His, his representation's there. Uh, this is awesome. Look, man, I think I love you got to the stands. It, like sitting among fans, like, oh, he just got drafted. That's why I wore the suit. It's yeah. right the tie. I'm, I'm ready, just like Christian Brown is. Uh, he he's he's a tough kid, man. He, he's really really tough. He lets you know about it all game long. Uh, they're showing highlights of him dunking it and talking noise to people. You were sitting press row, front row. You you can talk about your experience watching him up close winning the national championship game too. Yeah, one of my favorite. It, it was like a religious experience watching Christian Brown just talk immense amounts of shit, dropping like a number of f bombs uh, after making that clutch three against. I think it was. Was it Villanova that they played in the in the final four? Yeah, he makes like a ridiculous clutch fadeaway three. This is a great pick. This this is a fit across the board for Denver. Denver, uh, they love guys that move well without the ball. They love guys that can get up and down and transition, and they love guys who are at least intelligent defensively. Uh, Christian Brown is all of that. He is a really really good closeout and scramble defender. Uh, you know, he's not gonna hold up on the ball at the level of, you know, Aaron Gordon or anything like that. But he is someone that I think is a good team defender. He's going to be in the right positions. And he's like six foot seven and strong. Like he is well-built. He is athletic. Like, look, well, I mean, he, he people think he's not a great athlete because he's just like this skinny white kid. 
but he is a legit athlete. Like he gets up and throws down dunks. He gets out in transition. He sprints. Like this is, this is a great pick. I, I love it. I think it fits perfectly with what Denver wants to do. He was a catalyst on that run and that season. He was. I think Oshai Baji gets a lot of credit, rightfully so. Uh, Remy Martin was unbelievable in, in March. Dave McCormick was really good. But Christian Brown was a lot of times a steady hand, and, and he was a little bit forgotten. I think that's why people had him in the 40s. And as he went in and worked out places, the feedback was overwhelmingly positive. Said, I don't know if guys really missed on him, but he improved his stock by going into these places, working out, and showing what he was really about. Yeah, no, I love it. I think this is a great pick for uh, Denver uh, across the board. So Minnesota has this pick, right? They have 22. Uh, yeah, very interested. I, I, I'm not well, sure what hold, to Well, hold on. I, there is a uh, – so my graphic tells me there's a proposed trade and Memphis could have this pick? Memphis to Minnesota, but it's proposed. So so who are you saying has this pick? So this is the, the Laravia trade. This is Laravia trade. Is, Got it. Yeah, so it's 19 not, I don't think 22 it's like, 29. When can it be named official? Because we think, knew the Usman Chang thing, but it was just like just announced the pick before. I think all of the picks have to have been made, or they have to be picks that are not involved in this draft. So they were able to announce the Usman Jang one because it's two future picks. Uh, they were able to announce. Have they announced the Durin one? Uh, I'm going mute here. Pick is in. Okay, we have a trade apparently, uh, but. We'll we'll talk about that momentarily. Matt is staring up the screen. I have no idea what this is going to be. We have a look. What do we got? We got a guy we thought was potentially college national defensive player of the year last year. Played alongside Jabari Smith Jr. Walker Kessler from Auburn is sure. off the board. This is a guy that I'd been told Minnesota really liked. Um, yeah. I probably should have mentioned this. Uh, I think I did mention it in the mock as someone that Minnesota really likes. It makes a lot of sense that they would move down, pick up 29 in order to get Walker Kessler. Uh, yeah, they look, Minnesota has been active on the uh, trade market looking for another big that can block shots to uh, maybe move Carl Towns occasionally to the four, but as much as anything early in Carl Towns' career or early in this player's career, uh, block shots and be able to play. I, I think that Walker Kessler is probably the best technical drop coverage defender uh, in this draft. He is elite as a shot blocker. You know what time it is, Matt? What? It's trivia time. Shout oh, out no, Gary I'm, Parrish I'm, and Matt Norlander. I'm terrible trivia. Why did they? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I don't like in, the la- in the Ken Palm era in the last 20 years, there's oh, been one player that has exceeded Walker Kessler's block rate from this past season. Who is that player? He is a former first round pick. How long ago? Uh, this was about 14 years ago, something like that. God, last you might have been playing at this point still. <laughs> last time I, I, I guess Stefan Lasby is wrong. It was somebody obscure, wasn't it? Wasn't it like Alabama AM, like somebody I'd never heard of. No, no. You there's a non-zero chance that you played this player. Oh Jesus. Uh, no, because you guys weren't in the same league. Never mind. No, 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 no. You weren't in the same league at that point. What? What did you say? Was it block rate? Block rate. Not Anthony Davis. Not Anthony Davis. That'd be 2011. This guy's like 2008. I said a decade. So 2008. Yeah, 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 of course. I don't know. Fire away, and then I can yell and say I knew that. Larry Sanders. Uh, yeah, I didn't play. Former Larry. first round pick of the Milwaukee yeah, Bucks. Did you play him? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think so. I was going to say, but like right around your time. So I thought there was a chance, you know, not, not a crazy one. Good trivia question. Yeah. So 
uh, he we got, was we got some glitching from for glitching. Oh boy, sorry. Yeah. I was looking up Larry Sanders one he played. He was 2010 NBA draft, so I think we might have had like a, a little carryover, but I, I don't remember playing him. Could be wrong. He okay. probably had like 35, 35 against us or something. <laughs> um, yeah. So great shot blocker. Walker Kessler is an unbelievable shot blocker. He's so good at uh, just keeping contain and being able to uh, not allow guys to turn the corner on him. He is so good from the weak side. Uh, I worry a little bit about him being able to be the effective rim runner that we hope. I think he actually does kind of need to shoot it, which he has shown signs of, although he is going to have to do some work on the mechanics. I think he has enough touch to get there at some point, but we shall see. We're talking about players securing the bag when they get drafted in June. I need to tell you about securing your internet connection with NordVPN. What is a VPN? It's a virtual private network. A VPN reroutes your traffic through a remote server, encrypting it in the process. This is going to hide your location from your ISP, hackers, and from other people looking to get your data. Everybody knows that I watch as many movies as I can. I think I've probably watched like 40 or 50 this year already. Some movies are blocked in Australia. It's really hard for me to watch them. Uh, for instance, uh, anybody who's tried to get their hands on Godzilla Minus One recently knows that it's basically only available in Japan. And you need a VPN if you want to go to like Amazon Prime or something to be able to watch it. So when I'm blocked from watching a movie in Australia, I just queue up my VPN. I change my location and it unlocks a category of movies from all of my favorite streaming services. As somebody who's always on the go, connecting to public Wi-Fi is a necessity, but it's also just a goldmine for hackers. That's where Nord comes in, creating a secure tunnel for my data to travel through away from prying guys. There are other benefits to Nord as well. Your browsing history is yours and yours alone. Your virtual location is masked from those who seek to track your every move. It's like having a force field around your online identity. Nord VPN also goes the extra mile with threat protection. Malware, trackers, dodgy ads, they're all going to get blocked. It's like having a shot blocking big around your devices 24-7. Game Theory is offering an exclusive deal for NordVPN. You're going to get four extra months and up to 75% off subscriptions. Just head to nordvpn.com slash game theory, G-A-M-E-T-H-E-O-R-Y to claim your account. Plus, with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Go to nordvpn.com slash game theory to claim your account. nordvpn.com slash game theory. Guys, I can't emphasize enough uh, how much I use Nord every day of my life. Uh, Nord is a fantastic sponsor for us. So go support Nord. And it's a great product. So nordvpn.com slash game theory. Jacob is telling us in the comments, by the way, that it looks like looks like we've got DeAnthony Melton for twenty three. Yeah, that, I'm just reading off the comments. I'm not um, I'm not following along on the Twitter machine to make sure that that was confirmed. 
Okay, so it is the Anthony Melton for 23. Um, so before, it looks like on when we were at pick 21, before the Walker Kessler pick, 21 of my top 23 players had been picked so far. Pretty good. So who, who's <laughs> Dan? Pretty good. Blake, Blake Wesley, Jaden Hardy? It's going to be Hardy and Ty Ty, or the two. Ty Ty. And I have Hardy okay. at 20, and we're at 21. So it's really just Ty Ty. So who is uh, look? Let's, so let's let's, 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 talk let's, this. Play dark, let's play a dark game. Let's play a dark squid game. Game. Who's left in the green room? Wesley, Ty, Ty, Hardy. There's 24 invites. Who else? Beauchamp. Uh, Beauchamp is in there. Yeah. Jovich is in there. Um, is that it? Yeah, because Christian Brown jumped them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I want to talk real quick about the Mountain deal. This makes sense. Like a guy that you know hits a lot of different statistical indicators. Uh, you know, Daryl Morey obviously really cares about that stuff. And it makes a lot of sense to me that this is the kind of guy that Morey would target with 23. He is someone that can play immediately, whereas a rookie might not be able to play immediately uh, for them. Uh, you know, it's it's a bit strange for me for Memphis to give up the Anthony Melton. But, you know, I think that this is a team that's going to be expensive relatively soon. And if you can get a first round pick for Melton, who maybe has not been a great shooter well what is that look uh the philadelphia 76ers just selected david roddy see this is this is what annoys me because now i have to go find a blurb now i have to go find a blurb for the athletic on david roddy this is Memphis's Whoa. pick. It looks like it's going to be Danny Man. Green, Danny Green for DeAnthony Mountain, and then I Memphis did not Look, have this. I didn't. Memphis likes guys that pop statistically. Remember how I said that Memphis tends to like guys that I like. There I, are occasions where they drastically <laughs> are different than me. <laughs> you're my best friend until the times I absolutely hate you, and then you're not my friend anymore. <laughs> uh, I like look. It, I, it's, He's a weirdish type of player where he's strong and he's built like a truck, but has great feet, but can shoot it a little bit. You're you're gonna have to talk for a minute through this. I figured because you're gonna have to like look up some. some, You're gonna have to look up some synergy clips and write stuff for your your pre-drafted stuff. I I like David Roddy. I I enjoyed watching him in the Mountain West this year. Uh, I'm just lower. I I had a, a second round grade on him, significantly lower in the second round. The reason is that. In the NCAA tournament, I was just worried about who he guarded. Uh, at the combine, he just looked more pedestrian at times versus more athleticism versus more length. Uh, but you get him in a workout in one on one. There's a lot of attributes and traits that that people are drawn to. Like he he can create, he can go off the bounce like a little bit. He does use his body without being a complete bully ball guy. I just worry about on an NBA floor. Where do you put him defensively? Where are you able to kind of hide him? Is he guarding threes? He's too small to really guard fours. Like, I don't know if the feet are, are good enough to guard threes. If you have some some shot blockers, if you have some guys rotationally, that'll help mask that a, a little bit. He, he has some intriguing offensive tools that are funky. They are. And and they'll be able to put the pressure on the opposing team by using <laughs> that funkiness. Uh, you're up. You're you're on the clock here. Well, I, I hope you I'm just laughing. Like, God damn it! <laughs> no, I haven't said it. I didn't yet. see that. Like, I'm, I just, just didn't like... see. I didn't see that coming out of Adam Silver's mouth. I, I'm just. I'm surprised more than anything. Yeah this 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 one is not one that I like. Uh, I, look, I like the idea of David Roddy as a player. 
I really want to root for him. He's exceptionally fun as a player as well. Uh, it is cool to watch a guy who is six foot five, 260 pounds with like extremely low body fat, uh, use angles and be able to, uh, just create separation with spin moves and like leverage. He like is a baller. Like he is a hooper in every sense of the word. Uh, and like, I, I actually really buy him offensively to be honest. Yeah, right. Uh, I think it's going to work offensively. Like I, he is a 40% three point shooter. He looks like a 40% three point shooter when he is shooting from a standstill. Yeah. Um, I don't think he, I don't know who he defends. Colorado state was horrible defensively this year. Uh, he is not very good defensively. Um, it's going to be a challenge, but you know what? We just talked about this with Jake LaRavia. Like this is a team that figures it out on that end because they have Jaron Jackson and they have great institutional knowledge. I am a, I'm a fan of Memphis. I, I am, uh, I, I'm confused by this one, I guess is what I would say, just because I wonder if you could have gotten him at like 40 as opposed to moving. De- the other part of this is, is moving DeAnthony Melton for him. And that I just, I can't get behind that at all. Cause I, I, I like DeAnthony. I'm not quite as high as like the analytics basketball community is on DeAnthony, but I think he is like a very impactful sixth man. And I worry about David Roddy being this, but Memphis has their board. They stick to their board and they don't give a shit what anyone else thinks. So, which, which, which I do like and admire. There's a, an article yesterday kind of about the Phoenix Suns too and how they have their boards. They don't look at mock drafts. They don't want to do, do things unorthodox. Like I'm on board with that. I just had him way lower, like not even close. Uh, where was he in roughly in the San Vicini draft guide? extraordinaire oh six, 62nd i i thought he yeah, I, mean, I did I, not have like a draft i was hoping he had him higher i had him 58th uh and and again yeah. no shot I, I really enjoy watching him play just i, uh, I like I no genuinely about like the defense seriously i really like i want him to succeed like it the nba is a funner place it is a better place if david roddy succeeds at a high level um I, i'm just a bit i'm a bit that it can happen at the level commensurate with the number 23 overall pick. And for people that may say we're hating and the pick is in, that's the last comment. Former Game Theory Prospect of the Week. Milwaukee's up. Going on mute. Here we go. (laughs) All right. So Milwaukee is up. Uh, This was one that I'd kind of been told could move at some point. I'll be interested to see what they do. I think I'd mocked Marjan Beauchamp here. Well, the mock is right, Sam. Marjan Beauchamp is the pick. Yeah. So... I'm good interesting with that. That's, that's what we picked here. on the game theory mock too. So interesting fit here. I don't, I don't personally love this. Uh, can you, can you talk about Beauchamp while I try and send off a Roddy blurb? <laughs> I'm still like, this, this, is throwing you a, this is throwing you a tailspin. You should have stopped the 20th <laughs> pick. You would have had all the time in the world. You would have been having some Vegemite or, or whatever you do in Australia. Uh, Marshawn Beauchamp is really emotional right now and you know what i dig it because this is i love it yeah an unbelievable culmination for a kid who was ranked really highly out of high school and just kind of like lost his way a little bit basketball wise right and he was gonna go do this chameleon bx thing and train he ended up at yakima junior college played there the g league ignite like kind of took like a weird last minute flyer on him to to be on the team so to then turn that into a first-round pick, a key contract with the Milwaukee Bucks, who is a Chris Middleton injury away from potentially making a run 
in the NBA playoffs and knocking off the Celtics. Good for him. And uh, I like Beauchamp as an energy guy defensively from the three and four. Really good cutter, scored off the ball, uh, impressed a lot of scouts during the, the G League night season, especially at the, the G League uh, showcase that, the, that they had out in Vegas. A lot of scouts walked away saying, why isn't he higher? And that was the first time we got him sort of in that 20-ish range. For him to settle here at, at 24, I, I really like it. It's a great organization that he can grow in. With the Milwaukee Bucks, there's pieces around him that'll fit to his strengths. They have some shooters. They obviously have Giannis, and he can just run around and be an energy guy from that combo forward spot. The shot needs to get a little better. Has decent touch from mid-range. The three isn't really there. Uh, I saw him up close this season in Atlanta against the, the Skyhawks, or Sky Force, whatever. Love the way he approached the game. So so good for him. I'm glad. Shed the tears, man. You, you earned it. Yeah, I, I think this is right around where I had Beauchamp. I think I had him at 27 or so on my board. Completely reasonable pick, right within the tier. Um, the thing that's interesting about this, though, is Milwaukee must really believe that he's going to shoot it because it's really hard to play non-shooters around Giannis and Tedekumpo. Uh It just ends up being another guy that can double down and dig down onto Giannis, and because he's so big, that can end up uh, causing him issues. Look, if Milwaukee thinks that they believe in the jumper for Marjan Beauchamp, I, I get this pick. Uh, it probably wouldn't have been my pick for Milwaukee. Again, I, I'm like pretty staggered by Ty Ty Washington falling to like 25 at this point. Uh, that That's a guy that like is a pristine fit to me, to the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, someone that, you know, can handle the ball, can play off of Drew Holiday, can play off of Giannis, can play both on and off the ball. I'm yeah, I'm a little bit staggered by the fact that Ty Ty is still on the board when you know guys like David Roddy are coming off. Sure. At, at the same time, we, you know, we we have a group text here among mutual friends. We said potentially that that could happen to Ty Ty, but yeah, we have, we have San Antonio on the clock. Uh, it it could still fit there. Like who knows? So they go for a, a five here. They go for a big. That's been long talked yeah. about. Uh, this is also a good range for Ty Ty. Ty Ty going here somewhere twenty five to thirty to like a really good team. He could be the guy that we talk about in, in six months and say, man, how do we all miss? And part of that is just getting into the right situation. I think Ayo Desumu had so much success because he was at an organization with the Bulls that allowed him to be like the full Ayo. He didn't have to be like the, the eighth pick overall. Go late yeah. and, and thrive in that spot. Herb Jones is, is is different, but he was a later guy. You and I are both really high on him, but he was within this culture of like, just go be Herb Jones. Don't try to be more than that. Don't try to – and ended up being like a good shooter. This could be not like the worst thing in the world for Ty Ty either. I honestly debated taking David Roddy off of my mock draft earlier. I'm so thrown on Roddy at number 23. Or 20, 23? Yeah, 23. Um, yeah, I, I dig it. Like I, I, I think that the Spurs are a team that has – consistently just drafted with the way the board has fallen. Now, I wonder if that will continue to be the case when they obviously have three picks here. They have another one coming in the second round. They might look to move around a little bit. That wouldn't be a surprise, just given that I don't think Greg Popovich wants four rookies on the team. Correct. Also, Ishmael Kamagate is a guy that really makes sense here, I think. Uh, light on his feet, guy that could use some development, uh, guy that might be willing to stash for a year. Uh, so they would get the the asset of the guy that won the French Defensive Player of the Year award. And then, you know, maybe down the road, it works out a little bit. I really like Kamigate. I have a first round grade on him. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, 
yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what happens here with the Spurs. But I agree with you. The Spurs, like, like I said, like they have experience taking guys that are underperformers at Kentucky even in Keldon Johnson. So I think that would make sense. Yeah, the, the pick is in. Uh, I, I also want to kind of track this and see how many of these guys stay, how many they ship out, how many go to the G League, because it's a lot. They, they had the log jam already. Uh, pick is in, going on mute, and I'm still rolled to go. Okay, the Spurs are up. Uh, so New York, it looks like, acquired 2023 firsts via Denver, Detroit, and Washington in the Usman Jeng trade, which is an insane haul. Um, no idea how that worked. Uh, Matt, looks like there's a pick in. I love the Spurs draft. They took Blake Wesley. Yeah, sure. That works as well. Uh, I think I Blake, no, I Blake at 16. At one point, I Blake mocked at 20. Um, yeah, look, I think I Blake at 25 on my final big board on the draft guide. Makes total sense here. Uh, a guy that needs some work, like genuinely, yeah. truly needs some time to develop and grow and to fix his efficiency. But there are few guys that can separate from their man on the ball in the way that Blake Wesley can in this class. Uh, I love the way Notre Dame used him. They'd set super high ball screens for him and then just let him rock, get him in space against guys that really couldn't guard him because of his intersection of flexibility, explosiveness and strength. Like he's a stronger dude than what he looks like at 185 pounds. Like he plays with real explosiveness in a real way. So I, I get this. I I totally get it with Blake Wesley at number 25. Uh, You're a little bit higher on Blake. If I remember correctly, Matt, I am, I have him 18th. So for the Spurs on on my board, you got three guys in the top 18 out of 25 picks. That that's an enormous win. I mean, I'm an idiot. So who knows if, if they pan out or not, but Blake Wesley, I saw him early in the year at Boston college. I went to shoot around before they played the game. He started every game in the ACC as a freshman was called upon to do a lot. Great shot creator. Uh, I worry a little bit about the finishing that that's what I think probably dropped him down some, uh, the efficiency was shots, but the finishing by the rim, just those games, at NCAA tournament where he's just blocked multiple times in like the, the first four game and they escaped, they got out of there, but I would have liked sort of a, a better performance to end on the pre-draft stuff. Some workouts he absolutely killed. Some were just like, eh, not bad. Uh, could have been the guy to go back to school, make the sophomore jump. Not like he's not going to be Jaden Ivy. I'm not saying it would have been a top five pick, but could he have improved his stock? Uh, jumped about 10 spots, maybe, because he is so young. Uh, he yeah. came on the scene uh, from South Bend, Indiana, South Bend High School, somewhere around that area, and had that lost season due to COVID on the summer circuit. So this is still new to him. There's still a lot for him as a younger player. A great franchise, a great organization, and they'll take their time with him. Uh, I, I need to buy tickets to the Austin Spurs because that team's going to be awesome to watch in the G League. <laughs> it's not knock. It's yeah. not. It's like let, let just like get better. Here's your here's your like NBA redshirt season as opposed to like doing a sophomore year at Notre Dame. Yeah, totally. And uh, I actually think that he had real upside to move into the lottery. Uh, had he ended up going back to school. Uh, and to be honest, I think he made the right call given what the result is now, because going to the Spurs where they will get a chance to look at his shot, because that's the thing that I've been told throughout workouts. He was a guy that was considered a potential riser through the pre-draft process whenever he entered the draft, but ends up at 25. Now I was told he didn't shoot it super well during workouts, to be honest. Yeah. And I would hope that the Spurs, this is a fantastic fit across the board in every single way. Oh, yeah. The Spurs are going to do every single thing they can to fix his jump shot. 
And he might end up being something like special down the road. Uh, it's a high upside, like semi low floor pick, I think, but I dig it. Uh, looks like the pick is in for Houston. Look, I, I mean, Ty Ty's sitting here at 26. Uh, I thought he was potentially <laughs> you, in the mix at 17. 17, yeah, right. That's so why I say like, that. That's, that. That's okay. Uh, my last, my last thought on the Spurs here is that you have these picks. You have these multiple first round picks to, to get Malachi Branham and Blake Wesley at 20 and 25. If one of them hits, it's a good draft, right? If like totally. one of those guys pans out, I, I don't have concerns or hesitations about Jeremy Sohan's defensive ability panning out. But then if one of those two swingmen type of guys, that's, that's another good young guard to, to throw in a, an already good backcourt. So I, I like that. So, so producer Jacob is in the feed here saying that uh, Houston is trading this pick to Dallas in a very confusing manner per Shams. Um, uh, <laughs> so th- this okay. to me, if it's Dallas's pick as opposed to Houston screams wing help and like defensive wings, who, who do we have left in that regard? Are you there? Uh, Adam Silver. I'm going to go back on mute here. He's announcing that during trade officially, that's why it's taking longer. Okay. Um, yeah, just kind of looking through defensive wings. I mean, maybe Wendell Moore, maybe, uh, maybe Kendall Brown, uh, maybe Trevor Keels could be another name here. Are you cheating? Are you cheating? Do you have like a a burner? I'm literally, I'm naming like four names. Like, (laughs) well, then it's like, yeah, I got it. You hit the first one, Sam. You you, you hit the dartboard, bullseye start. It's Wendell Moore. Junior, who uh, I, for what it's worth, I would never have guessed Wendell Moore if it wasn't Dallas's pick. Uh, I, like I would have never thought Houston was taking Wendell Moore, um, but for Dallas, it makes sense because Wendell is a good defender. That um, which is hilarious because wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This was Dallas's pick, and they traded it for Christian Wood, and now they're getting it back. Well, just saying, Minnesota has it now. <laughs> Again, Wendell Moore, a guy that I had been told Minnesota liked, so that makes sense again. Um, at one point, I had Wendell Moore at like 21, noting that he might not get there. So I would get that. Um, maybe they slid back to 29? You wanted trades. Your complaint is no trades. Now we have all the trades. So this well, is and like now we're into fault. like minutia trades though. Like this isn't what I want. I want like Malcolm Brogdon traded. I want you yeah. Know, this like, is the deck chairs. On the fucking trade Zion. Thing. Like I don't care. Like do what do whatever we can. Tonight he's young, baby. Like, we're, we're only pick twenty seven here. Uh, but I the graphic just flashed on the screen that Duke has four guys in the first round that'll be blasted out to every recruit yeah. uh, tomorrow morning if it's not already been sent out. I, I like Wendell Moore. I had him a little bit lower. I had him 36. The the first and, round stuff. Time out. I, I do just want to be very clear. I have no idea. I, I do not <laughs> think Zion Williamson is getting traded. That is that is not based oh, on anything. I just want to no. stop that right there. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? If he's not getting traded, I'm taking off my tie. Uh, oh, but but I but I like the the Wendell Moore thing there. Somewhere in that 25 to 35 range. To, you take him at 26. He was very solid for Duke during the year. He he was like sort of that steady hand where. Apollo was the star and, and AJ was a shooter and Mark Williams getting up and down. I, I liked what he did. He he helped in, in a lot of different ways. I like the passing. The shooting wasn't bad. 
uh, still younger and had like a bounce back, had a real bounce back, had a terrible year the year before. A lot of times we just write off those guys and we just forget about them and they end up being four-year college guys. He put it all back together. Yeah. Uh, it's a good story about going back to school, not transferring, working on it, and now your first-round pick. So good for him. I loved uh, Wendell Moore coming out of high school. I thought he was terrific. I loved his footwork. I loved his defensive intensity. Everyone I talked to had told me super professional mindset. Um, didn't like him at all the first two years. Thought he really struggled. No. I had significant concerns about the athleticism. Uh, I still have some concerns about the athleticism, to be honest. But he's gotten so good defensively. He's gotten so smart. I think he's probably going to make it work in the NBA on some level. I had him at 31. I get this pick for Dallas particularly. I think that he's the kind of guy they've had success with in the past. Uh, real quick note from good friend of the program, Adam Spinella, who was on the show earlier. Thank Get you for back. having me. It was a blast. David Roddy, Wu Child, that's Caliente. <laughs> <laughs> we need some spice. Need Shout some out, Spins. Love the guy. Um, yeah, no, it, it's just such an interesting decision. Uh, to move this pick like multiple times now. Uh, so he's going to Minnesota, actually, it looks like. Wendell Moore, I'm sorry. Sure. I'm a little bit confused. Again, Minnesota makes sense. Uh, Tim Connolly tends to like these guys that are egoless human beings that, um, you know, can come in and be like their kind of guy, be team guys. You look at his draft history in Denver, it makes sense. Um, yeah, a little bit confused on that. It looks like, according to producer Jacob, Houston via Dallas traded to Minnesota is the final Shams report. You know what's amazing, Sam, is that Jacob and Zach have been around for what, two episodes, three episodes? Yeah. And they've immediately become irreplaceable. <laughs> no, totally. Like, like in every way. It's unreal. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what we did before the graphics were here and somebody told us the trades. Uh, so great. Yeah, so we shout totally out to you guys too. Shout out to you guys too. Shout out producer Zach, producer Jacob. That's just the two best uh, people here. Uh, by, by far the most integral people to this operation oh, yeah. as I like hunt my computer for David Roddy. Like, yeah, it's, it's, to, it's like, taken, it took it us like a to year to get the, to get the game theory logo, like in the, in the live feed, <laughs> get like a basketball <laughs> background. They got graphics, they got scrolling down the bottom. I don't know how you do it. Got no clue, but uh, I, I it legit took us over a year to stream. Like it took us a while <laughs> to figure out how to stream. Well, I was uh, also just worried too about the stream. You're like, all right, we got to go live at four thirty. Like, technically, it's supposed to be a work. So, can we like do that a little bit later in the day? Uh, so we're we're all yeah. growing here together, and now we get two yeah. two other crazies to join us, which is awesome. Beautiful. Uh, okay, so twenty seven. Uh, I forget who was supposed to be Miami. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'll be traded. Miami four, makes sense. Four times. So for who? <laughs> one one name I got told here was EJ Liddell ahead of time. Um, the pick is not in. I don't think nobody has it. Right. The pick, okay, it, the pick, the, the pick, pick is in. in. Yeah, it is, um, but they're not walking yet. So give me some more EJ okay, juice. Cool. Um, yeah, I just heard that Miami kind of liked EJ Liddell. Uh, Jaden Hardy is another name that I kind of got here. I like Jaden quite a bit for them. Uh, you know, especially, you know, as, as another offensive creator in their backcourt uh, next to next to Tyler Hero. Like this is it, it's interesting. Yeah, I'd, we'll see what they do. I'd like Hardy here, too. Uh, I have Jaden Hardy at where was I? I have a 26. Also, so it's almost like perfect. He, he's a guy that, quote unquote, draft Twitter has been <laughs> really high on and they lean heavily on the age and, and playing G League Ignite. And I get it. You're thrown right into the fire. Yeah. You're, not, you're not tiptoeing through the coals. So like, get in there and figure your way out. Took time for him. He was a, a top five kid coming out of high school. We talked about projected being a, a top 
pick during the year. He does deserve credit for improving. Uh, the shot selection is still an issue, but he can fill it up. If that's a spark, energy guy off the bench, and a great culture at Miami that would hold him accountable for those type of things, I'd be on board for that pick. So hasn't happened producer, yet. We talk about Jaden Hardy. But. Producer Jacob says that he wants to seize the deal to get Ty Ty. Um, I would love Ty Ty for the Boston Celtics. I would love Ty Ty for the Miami Heat. Uh, I keep forgetting Ty Ty is still available. Uh, we we have a pick coming in, so Matt is uh, muting. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, Jacob. Like this is a smart move if the Celtics can get in late first. I mean, we're at the point now where like you know who the hell knows does Ty Ty fall to the early second? But like you know who who? Okay, we have we have another. We're announcing the David Roddy trade. That's why I put my fingers up. I'm like, how's he getting okay. drafted again? Stand by. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Jacob, I'm totally with you. I think that uh, I think Ty Ty would make a lot of sense for a number of teams moving forward. Uh, it is bizarre to me that people just continue to not take him. Matt? Well, he's still not taken. We have Nikola Jovic from Serbia being drafted here, 27th overall by the Miami Heat. So Jovic was working out in Miami. Uh, I wonder if, you know, maybe they went and saw him or something like that. Uh I'm not really a fan of Jovic. I have a second round grade on him. Uh, this is uh, this is the second lowest player to get drafted for me. Uh, how low in the second round? I have him right at uh, I have him at 31, so kind of right here. Yeah, I have him like 35 or so, like 34 maybe. I probably have like six guys ahead of him at this point. I would say. But has size, can shoot. I mean, there there are questions about what can you do if you're not doing that. Like what what's the passing? What's the defense? But the way that he can pull up, the way that he has uh, to range to stretch the floor, not bad off the dribble, not great. I- I'm not mad at this one here. You know, it's not like a complete shock to me that they went this direction. Yeah, no, and uh, I'm not. I'm a little bit surprised. This Jovic does not scream Miami to me, but he is like a very confident human being that I think will accept like Jimmy Butler, like cursing him out. Uh, <laughs> look, right. Jovic is a point forward. Uh, that's the whole thing. Like six foot 11 can really handle the ball, uh, plays with good flexibility, plays on the ball. Like that's his thing. Like he is very good at handling the ball and attacking and uh, being able to get out on the break and grab and go. He is a okay shooter, uh, the percentages this year weren't great. People believe he will shoot over in Europe, but I will say I was kind of told that like the shot didn't look great pre-draft. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm a little bit confused on Nikola Jovic to the Miami Heat particularly. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see. This is a weird one. We're yeah, we're a little weird. Yeah, the the. Warriors are up now. I will be interested to see if they keep this pick because this pick cost them like $10 million probably to keep. Um, <laughs> they want a championship. Money is, is no object. Luxury tax, sure. Extra picks, sure. Too many spots on roster, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it, I don't think it's 10. I think it's legit like an, an additional like seven or something like that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see a stash. I wouldn't be surprised uh, uh, I I to say see. again. I, I look if they want to take Ty Ty, I'm all in. Please, like please let's do it. do it. Let's get here for it. Do you, um, do, you, do you go here? And I think they have projects, and, and not any projects, but guys that need development time. And Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga 
you could throw James Wiseman into that boat. Do you take more of a sort of ready-made older guy because of that and, and don't go the developmental route of a whatever, Peyton Watson, a, a Max Christie, one of those guys that's still left. Even Jaden Hardy is, is younger and, and is going to need some minutes. I'll be honest, I'd probably like trade this pick. But if I was running the show, like I would probably look to move this for a future first from a team that, you know, had Ty Ty at, you know, 18 or wherever on his bo- on their board, right? Um I I don't know if they'll do that, but I understand Look, I, I think that it's just going to be hard for rookies and young players to find minutes in this rotation because they're acting like they want to bring everyone back. They want to bring back Gary Payton. They want to bring back Kevon Looney. Obviously, they already have James Wiseman, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga. Like, I think you absolutely are just swinging for the fences and taking upside or you're stashing or you're trading it here because would, you know that whoever you like, take here yeah. is not playing for you. Not playing. Not playing. Or if he is... Uh, the pick is in here. If he is, then one of Moses, Moody, Kaminga, James, it's going to be an odd man out. It is. We even mentioned Jordan Poole and yeah, Steph Curry. Yeah, you, you need some some time for him. You Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wiggins. Right. Yeah, locked down Tatum in the in the finals. Uh, you need minutes eaters, though. Like, if you can get somebody who can actually play who's older during the regular season to rest those legs, that would be a, an important piece. I don't know. Like, I, is, I, isn't like, that what – isn't that what Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, and James Wiseman are next year? Sure. I mean, my my kind of projection before he was off the board was like, I, that's why I like Christian Brown here. He can just like eat 20 minutes a night if you need it. That's why I like uh, Wendell Moore here. S- similar, just like a little bit older. I don't know I if mean, a, a younger player would be like a minutes eater per se. G- give me Gabrielle Proceda, baby. Sure. That's a good that's one. I like that. If, if this yeah. is a Proceda pick, we're ending the live stream because you, you've been too, too spot on when you make these actual declarations. I missed last time. I, I would have never guessed Jovich. <laughs> we are strutting to the altar here. Commissioner Silver, Silver strut. on mute. Let's do it. Three more picks. Penny is waiting. We're waiting anxiously for what the Golden State Warriors are going to do. Uh, what? He's looking. He's... Okay. Um, this is somebody... I'm going to do clues. This is somebody that I project... Watson? To, close. Project in the top 10 prior to the season. Had a very lackluster freshman year. Caleb Houston. Go again. Who's lower? Got one more. Pat Baldwin. Pat Baldwin Jr. I okay. am legitimately shocked. I, I am by this one. Uh, I like Pat. I, I really wanted to work in Milwaukee. It, he went to play for his dad. I totally get it. Uh, out of high school, I loved him. I, I had him as a, a projected top five guy. Mm-hmm in that class maybe you get him and, and clay thompson puts his arm around him and says hey rook like i'm gonna show yeah. you the ropes i'm gonna show you how to do this we're gonna fix your shot we're gonna fix your confidence you don't have to play uh but we'll get you in a, a championship organization and bring you along so a- i don't absolutely. i don't hate it as i just say don't yeah. take a guy that's not gonna play uh, i'm not mad at the guy they took that's not gonna play <laughs> absolutely the best possible fit for pat baldwin uh i had pat at like 43 I don't think I would have taken him this high necessarily. There are probably other guys that I would have taken ahead of Pat Baldwin. Uh, I mentioned a few of them. Like if I wanted a floor spacer that's like six foot eight or taller, I probably would have taken Proceda at the end of the day. But Pat Baldwin is like center size in terms of his yeah. standing reach. He's like a nine, two and a half standing reach. His release points ridiculous. This Golden State team as it's currently constructed is going to get him open shots. Uh 
he didn't play well this year. And I really don't think he's going to defend at the NBA level. That is it for me. It's the same with David Roddy on some level, right? Uh, I just really worry that he's not going to defend at a high enough level. I don't know, man. Like, I, I kind of dig this. Like, as someone who was way lower on Pat Baldwin, I think that this fit is so seamless that it makes sense to me. No, it's, it is it is kind of like perfect. If you said, here's every team in the league for Pat Baldwin Jr., which one makes the most sense where he is right now? Yeah, it's, it's probably Golden State. I'm worried. NBA teams are really worried during pre-draft because the foot speed was not there. He did not test well. No explosiveness. All all time bad testing numbers. He tested like a backup center, like legitimately. And he can't guard like a backup center. The the shot wasn't as good as it came out of high school. Did have some injuries out of high school too. So only played like half the year there. Another byproduct of like the the COVID season for most. Uh, Didn't have the best pieces around him at Milwaukee either. We talked about that. Nobody made his life easier. Uh, had an enormous target on his back going there as a as a top five, top ten recruit. We argued that maybe you transfer and, and go to Duke for a year, go to Northwestern for a year or two, and, and see if it pans out. I like this kind of transfer to the Golden State Warriors, and not not to mention either guaranteed money. So he's getting guaranteed money as a first round pick, Love getting it. to to work with uh, at least two of the best shooters in the league, and probably in my lifetime. Good for him. Good spot. Yeah, and he he's going to shoot. Like, I know the percentages said, you know, 26% from three this year. This shot is pure as hell, man. Like, that thing is going to go. Uh, you just look at how good his balance is. You look at the release. It's so clean. His rhythm is great. He shoots off of movement. He's got no clean looks. Like, I think he literally had, like, 12 open catch-and-shoot looks this season. That's it for the 12 games that he played. So, yeah, I don't know. I dig it. And, and, and they'll, put some, they'll, put, they'll, like put some, they'll put some fight in him, too. That was a, a holdup. People said that Florida game, they got down. He shut it down. Like, Brown, they, they shut it down. Thanks for Allen. So he, he has to pull out. He needs to get some of that dog in him, too. And and those guys are, are going to pull him. They are. So, again, great great spot there. Uh, pick is in for, for 29. Houston. And we have via a, Minnesota, exact update. Yeah, so it's. Houston, Houston is picking. Third time around, do we go Tata Washington? I that's my prediction. I He's mean, I've the, been, I mean, I'm I'm looking here. He, I have him 22. That's the the highest guy left on my board. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good that's a good thing to do here. So Tata is 14. He's the highest. I have Jaden Hardy at 20. Uh, EJ Liddell, 24, Bryce McGowan's 26, Max Christie, 27, uh, and Ishmael Kamagate, 29. Those are my only first rounders remaining. Uh, Bryce McGowan's is a bit of a project. It's a bit of a flyer on my part. I get it if he doesn't go in the first round. I get it if Max Christie doesn't go in the first round. Again, bit of a project. Um, EJ Liddell and Ty Ty, like those are the two. That would be pretty, that'd be pretty uh, surprising yeah. to me. Yeah, I, I had uh, Liddell 21, Ty Ty 22. Uh, I'm a huge Ryan Rollins fan. I had him 24. I know that's high. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Chandler 25, Jaden Hardy 26, Kendall Brown 28, Christian Coloco 30th pick is in. Go on mute here. Okay. The 29th pick is in, I would think. Uh, yeah, I mean, Matt's looking We at me spoke it into now. existence. Get him out of the green room. Yeah, so. Yeah. 
you know, I mentioned this at the 17th overall pick that uh, the two guys that I'd heard most with Houston were Tari Eason and Ty Ty Washington. Houston did a very good job managing their board, uh, moving 26 for 29 and picking up two additional second rounders while still getting the guy that they would have taken at 26, I would imagine, in Ty Ty. So it's a, it's a, the reason that I loved this from the jump is I think it's a phenomenal fit with Jalen Green. Uh, Ty Ty Washington processes the game at an absolutely exceptional level. Uh, he is so, so, so smart uh, at being able to read off the ball, uh, being able to read when he's like the second side player, making quick passing reads, getting downhill and making cr- cross corner kickouts. He's great out of ball screens as he showed this year when in, in the limited minutes that he got a chance to play on the ball against Vanderbilt and against Georgia. I think this is absolutely the product of him not being utilized in his ideal role at Kentucky. I don't blame John Calipari for that. Like, I think that they just had severe Wheeler. I would have probably tried to bench severe Wheeler a little bit more, but like, nonetheless, like they needed to get their five best guys on the court in any way that they could. And Ty Ty, I think is, uh, was the victim of that. Also, Kentucky had no spacing this year. Oscar Shibway, Severe Wheeler, you know, Keon Brooks, Jordan, or uh, Jacob Toppin uh, at the four. That's three guys all the time out there. Zero shooting, zero spacing. Houston is going to have Jabari Smith now. They're going to have Jalen Green out there. They're going to play him with more spacing. The NBA naturally has more spacing. I, lo- I love this fit. This is now Houston getting... Uh, two of my lottery guys now at uh, or no three they got three again this is the second year in a row where houston has taken three lottery guys from me uh because well, i've hurry at 13 i have last year. 14 uh last year was jalen green it was yeah. alperin say it and pass <laughs> yeah so let's not celebrate uh, Usman yep uh my yeah. my worry about tai tai is actually with the shooting he's great in mid-range but like he has to extend it to three-point line has to uh, because that's that's how he's going to be able to stay on the floor. I like the the ball screen pick and roll reads that that you said played definitely as more of a combo next to Severe Wheeler, who's a smaller guard at Kentucky, and played through injuries too. Got injured in that Auburn game and really never was the same the rest of the season. So he bounced back, had a decent game in the SEC tournament, but didn't really see the the whole tie tie thing. Don't love the long twos. Don't love the finishing. Nice touch, decent floater game. Push it out to three. That's that's a good pick at uh. At twenty nine here, so we have we have thirty, which I think we've said is our uh, well pick is in pick traded to Denver. Zach is this saying is here. Denver's pick, so it's Denver's this, pick. This should and, be Denver's uh, pick, but wait, so no, 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 it shouldn't be traded to Denver. Denver has the pick. Who is it? Maybe they're just like saying that this pick was traded to Denver a little while ago. Maybe I think so. Oh, no, yeah. it, or no, 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 it, it could be no. I think they would have executed the Jamichael Green thing already. Zach, update the side box. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what's what we're saying? What's it's, John saying? It's probably Denver's. It, I don't know. I think it's Denver's. I think it's Denver's. Uh, the, uh, the pick is in here. Here's a last pick. Last time hitting mute on Commissioner Silver. The last strut of the first round. Before he transitions, we transition. Here we go. All right. Penny is up. It's our last mute of the day. We've got someone fun. Assuredly, I think Andrew. For what it's worth, I had Andrew Nemhard to Denver. Uh, in we the went, we went fun. 
33 on my board. I was a big fan. Did not play a lot of minutes. Played in the Pac-12. Peyton Watson. Peyton okay. Watson, baby. Yeah. I am at 33, so um, it, yeah. it is interesting. I, I, I don't mind it. Again, he, he went to a situation at UCLA where they returned their starters from the Final Four the year before. Yeah. They added Miles Johnson from Rutgers. He wasn't really going to play. People that went out and saw him at practice said, yeah, he handled the ball a lot, played more on the wing, but he did get minutes out there, struggled at times with confidence. I get it, but the defensive stuff stood out. He would block shots. He played the top of the press. He'd like hit a weird three, have a dunk. He's an up-and-down guy. I, I like that as an investment prospect in play. It is, and and I don't know, even next year at UCLA, how much he necessarily would have played. He wanted to get into the NBA. Uh, people around the program said he's an unbelievable kid. It's going to take time. He needs a weight room. And that's a good place for him to, to end up being. Yeah, I had a top 40 grade on Watson in the end. Uh, I liked him a little bit more than the guys like Josh Minot, like Pat Baldwin, like Caleb Houston, etc. Even though he didn't play, uh, for all of the reasons that Matt said, six foot eight can really handle the ball, really defends at a high level, a little bit more twitchiness athletically, I think, than all of those guys outside of Minot, but also has some of the ball skills that Minot doesn't have. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan. I, I am generally a big fan of uh the idea of peyton watson while still acknowledging that there is a lot of room that he needs to grow yeah totally i I love peyton watson uh i would have had him in the lottery next year to sneak in and be that last pick in the first round is good for him too there is only like one completely dumbfounding pick this year uh which is interesting which one yeah, the right, David Robinson. Let's, let, let's do this as uh, we, we can kind of, as we're, we're wrapping up here, we're closing the party. The lights are on at the bar. Who are you most surprised did not get selected in the first round? Jaden Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. Jaden Hardy was the highest guy on my board, as we just said. Uh, ended up being that, uh, let's see, Jaden Hardy won, uh, EJ Liddell two. Bryce McGowan's three, Max Christie four, Ishmael Kamagate five. Uh, those are the only five guys uh, on my board that did not get picked. Uh, I, as you know, we know, we've done the the NBA draft here for three years. I've been an enormous fan of the NBA draft my whole life. I love it. So it's it's hard for me to criticize it. I love the way it's presented. Let's not invite 24 guys to the green room. Let's not, right? It's like, let's invite 12, 14, 24 is too many. Somebody's going to slide. And now and now the second round, we, we say it all the time here, the second round is a crapshoot because it's teams negotiating more than drafting. They're saying, hey, we'll right. give you a two-year non-guaranteed deal. We'll give you a two-way. Uh, first year is great. Second year is a team option. So despite uh, we're looking at the the top remaining guys, E.J. Liddell, Kennedy Chandler, Jaden Hardy, Trevor Keels, Jay Williams from Arkansas, those guys might be the next like five guys that should be taken, but their agents right now might be maneuvering saying we can get a better deal at 50 than we could at yep. 31, or we might get a better deal undrafted than we would here. And then those guys look around like, well, you told me I was good. Now what do I do? Uh, so yeah, it's hard. Second round becomes a, a very slippery slope for a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Matt, what, what do you want to do here? Do you want to, I know that we talked about recording a separate like wrap up show. I know we've talked about a number of different things. What, what are we thinking here? <laughs> I think we probably take uh, at least a, a twenty second, twenty minute timeout, 
have the the draft on the background. Uh, I didn't have the toll booth bathroom. Like to do that, maybe hydrate. Yeah. Uh, but at least call this one right it's round one. Yeah, we're gonna call this stream. Yeah. I think first round. We, we streamed it. Yeah. At some point in the next couple of days, you guys will have another stream breaking down the NBA draft. I'm not totally sure when that's going to be. It will either be tomorrow in your feeds after we post this one, or it will be over the weekend, uh, depending on my like ability to live. Cause we just posted <laughs> yeah, or we just I mean. streamed for yeah, three 93,000 word draft thing. We've streamed for three hours and 15 minutes. Uh, I'm losing close. I, I just have sweat shorts and a, uh, Sean Miller long sleeve on. So this, this is probably a good time to bid adieu to the people that tuned in. Awesome. Uh, I don't see the, the YouTube comments and everything, but people text me. I, I appreciate that people actually listen to us talk about the NBA draft. It means a lot to, to me. Yeah. It means a lot to me too. Uh, thank you guys so much for, you know, being willing to come with us and join us on this. Like it was super fun. We did three hours live streaming. It's the first time that I've done this, this long at the very least, uh, where it's literally just like hosting and talking the whole time. <laughs> uh, I've done it before where, you know, I've been in a studio with people. I've done it before where I've been like the person that is off to the side and they come to me when they need a breakdown of the random international guy. But uh, never like this, and my voice is dying a slow, painful death. Uh, but it's all worth it for you guys yes, to absolutely. get some enjoyment out of this and everything. Uh, shout out to producers Zach and Jacob on the ones and twos more than anything. Uh, this is a three-hour live stream, and good God, uh, did they absolutely kill it. We're going to add Crush. them to the stream real quick. They look good. Uh, they, they're not going to look stupid. Uh, they look gas. They look gas. You look like you just yeah, had get, back-to-back give, give some, theory class. Give me some fire takes on the draft here before we head out. <laughs> Jacob, you go first. Um, well, for starters, I think Houston got away with robbery somehow. I don't yeah. know how they managed to get their two late first-rounders and managed to get – lotto guys like you said um i agree with matt the spurs had an incredible draft and yeah i really would have liked to see the celtics uh try to make a move for ty ty but you know it is what it is you know zach brady manic unfortunately did not go uh, <laughs> not in the first round he's he's sliding i was a little surprised to see ty ty washington slide as far as he did but you know one name that's still on the board that i'm shocked is uh, josh Minot. really surprised <laughs> that, that, that name wasn't called i was really expecting adam silver uh, to you, you, you know what, though, man, you're such a good sport about that too that uh as you know, as you probably listen seen, we just kind of pile on each other as it goes so so totally. thanks for taking that in stride too Hey, all I'm saying is if we're jumping to David Roddy at 24, why not jump to Manic in the second round? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, Look, if Bra- I'm telling you, if Brady Manic gets in the second round, like four-hour live We're throwing a party. Then, yeah, like, I'm Venmoing you for a yeah. pizza party, wherever that room is. Oh, my God. Okay, guys, say goodbye to the people. Uh, we're we're going to pop you guys out. We're going to say goodbye to the folks. Uh, okay, that's the wrong one. Okay. <laughs> Uh, thank you all for watching. Yes. Thank you all so much. This will be up on the podcast stream uh, at some point later today. Whether or not I break it up into one podcast, two podcasts, I'm not sure. But thank you all so much for watching us. This was a great time. Uh, for Matt Penny over there in Boston, 
Matt, tell them where they can find you. Find me on Twitter, party people, Matt underscore Penny. Uh, I'm there. I'm sure it won't be as eventful as uh, the buildup lead-up has been. But, again, thank you for everybody for listening and following along throughout this. I always feel like I'm just talking to Sam, who I consider a, a friend here, just talking draft takes. So when people actually have interactions and stuff, it's, it's still crazy to me. Uh, a little bit surreal, but I'm very, very appreciative. Yeah, it's just the best. Um, the absolute best time I have uh, talking basketball is with Matt on the show talking about the NBA draft. So until next time, folks, we'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you.